Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Bing bong, whatever. Bing, bing bong. Hello. Welcome. It's suggestible time. Isn't it? It is suggestible time. It is suggestible time. This is Suggestible, the podcast where we recommend you things to watch, read, and listen to. My name is Claire Twenty. With me, as always, is James Clement. We are married. And James is, as usual, drinking himself a little drink. I'm having a big drink. He's having a big drink. And if you too would like to have a drink, go for it. That's true. It's not an alcohol drink. I'm not a deviant, Claire. Not always, James. Not always, Not always. No, he's having a low-cal Coca-Cola. I feel like you may end up with some kind of cancer or something drinking all that low-cal stevia. I'd rather... I'd just rather look good and feel good <laughs> for now. For Don't a shorter time. Uh, Excellent. That is so good. Do you want to go first in terms of recommendations this week, Claire? Oh, uh, Do you have any big recommendations? Right. First thing I would recommend is being married to you, mate. What? Yeah. Oh, my God. What a surprise. I'm only saying that because I've been away for three days. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, actually, now I think about it. Maybe he's all right. Maybe that guy's all right. Yeah. No, no, because I I don't know if anyone follows me on Instagram. Um, but uh, Ash Claire Totti. But I went to Sydney for the first time on a plane in two years since all of this pandemic began. Oh yeah. And I didn't think I would get there, and I did. And I saw my wonderful friend Jamila interview two of the most incredible activists in Australia, Grace Tame and Rosie Batty. Mm. She got a standing ovation, and it was just breathtaking. And I met so many incredible, inspiring women. And it was just the most amazing weekend. I got my hair blow dried. I wore outfits. I went and watched incredible artists perform and beat poetry and just all these amazing stuff and had all these amazing feminist conversations. Anyway, the reason I bring it up is because when I got home, you bloody schmicked up the whole house, mate. I didn't schmick it up. It was just like I was. It was. I just slightly tidied some stuff, and I didn't kill our kids. So you're like, oh my god, <laughs> this, the the bar is set so low. So, no, but you know. the, no, but I would no. no I'm I'm not here going like, well, he didn't kill them, so everything's fine. I'm saying you smashed it out of the park. Wow. You even opened up all the windows. You had the slow cooker. You did a, You did parenting much better than me. You had the slow cooker on. You'd made them wholesome, healthy meals. You'd like aired the whole house out. They were happy and rested and had a wonderful, wondrous time. That's true. And I changed the sheets, not to brag. Yes. But listen. And I never do, I wouldn't do that for you. <laughs> I know. My point was to be better than you. It was like a sprint. It was like if I just hammer out all this stuff and then I can. Yeah. I was just. I don't even know. <laughs> it was just really impressive and lovely. And it made me think no that one we're likes, a team. No one likes to come home to like a mess. Do you know what I mean? That is so true. Yeah, so Least I think of that's, all me. That's, and that's the smell, there was no smelly house because you'd aired it all out. Even though we've got 14 dogs and I eight know, kids. It was such a bad decision, mm. the dogs, such a bad decision. Mm. Anyway, so that's my recommendation. I love that weird little dog, Le- though. That weird little you dog. You do love house. the weird little dog. She's driving me up the bloody wall. Yeah. All I need, to, all I want to do is work. Every time I sit down, I like to eat a crumpet on the couch and she just jumps all over me. We have a little beagle You can see her photo on our Instagram and. God damn, I'm regret. I have regret. 
have major regret. She'll be fine. She's calming down. She'll be all right. Right. Can I recommend a movie that I watched? I would though? love you to go and recommend something. This that's went, the point of this show. Went, that's true. This went straight to Disney+. Plus. It's Pixar's latest. It's called Turning Red. Uh, it's directed by uh, Domi Shi. And it was. Uh, it's interesting because this film, well, first of all, it shouldn't have gone to Disney+. Plus. And it's not even like you go there and you pay extra money for it. It's just there. It's part of the monthly fee. They mean doing it. They did this to the last two Pixar films. They did this to Luca as well, which I also really enjoyed. So the film is based on uh, director Domi Shi's own upbringing in Toronto and her relationship with her overprotective mother. So it's set in two, the year of two thousand and two, where boy bands are at an all time high. Do you know what I mean? Tamagotchis, were they a thing? I don't know. What else was happening in 2002? I was there, but it was 20 years ago. I had terribly thin eyebrows. That's what was happening. That was a big deal. (laughs) I was on a Reddit page today. I was like, what's something that aged terribly? And there were so many people that were just like, thin eyebrows. Boo. But you've grown your eyebrows out again, haven't you? The irony, though, is they went very wide. And there's a vibe shift now, James. Have you heard about it? What's the vibe shift? Euphoria, basically. Oh. And the thin eyebrows. I'm making a comeback. Are they? Yes. No. Yes, and flash photography is also making a comeback. I don't care about that. What? Why, yes. why, why, well, why is that? Well, it's just an aesthetic. It's moving away from the big eyebrows and hipster origins that we know so well. I think just don't mess around with your eyebrows too much. You know what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. Keep like, you know, shape them up. Don't get me wrong. Shape them up. I have a friend, you know, Paul. He's, he was on my Instagram. Uh, he's um, old unibrow Paul. He, he supported that unibrow for twenty eight years. Uh, he just said that he's, but he finally, I think he got married, and his wife was like, "You need to stop. You look like Bert from Sesame Street." Uh, anyways, forget eyebrows because so basically, uh, May Lee, who's the the, star, uh, the the lead in this, is a thirteen year old girl who was torn between being her mother's obedient daughter and the chaos of her youth. As if that were not enough, when she gets too excited, she turns into a big red panda. <laughs> so <laughs> it's very strange. It's very strange. And there's not really, like there is an explanation for it because it's like a family kind of blessing or curse, whatever way you want to look at it. And uh, it's about kind of controlling that to a point where you can then lock the panda away because there's other people in the family, like the women in the family, is, it's, it's this thing that they inherited. And it started as this thing to protect like the village, but then in 2002 – not very useful to turn into uh, like a nine foot tall giant panda. You know what I mean? I know so what you mean. It's um, so it's 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 really fun and it's really like anime. As uh, as you know, I'm a big fan of anime and I've seen every anime. And name an anime, and I'll tell you whether I've seen it. Sailor Moon. Yeah, anime. Uh, yeah, so, yep, I've seen that. I saw, that. I saw that. That's one. all the anime. That's all I yep, got. That's the I. I <laughs> That's a running joke in the Weekly Planet where I pretend to know everything about anime, but I don't know anything. I don't know a goddamn thing. Um, but it's about it's like the panda is a metaphor, right? Because the whole thing is about change and puberty, and more specifically, it's about getting your period. You know, whoa, turning red. Do you know what I mean? Big yes. red panda, change, shift in mood. Thirteen years old. You know what I mean? All of all of these things, changing relationships, like with your parents, because you know. Because you basically got all these hormones just firing through your body at a million miles an hour. So. Some people like are are, are uh, like not liking this because they're like I can't relate to this because that's about a girl in a the woman. early two thousands and she's thirteen and like the main crux of the one of the main points of the movie is they want to raise enough money to go to this boy band concert like a like a Backstreet Boys or an NSYNC and apparently I think Billie Eilish wrote the songs as well oh, and they're yeah. very like early two thousands like late nineties kind of kind of vibe and I can't they're called. 
Forever or I can't remember, but there's five of them or something. I can't remember what the band's called. It's called Four Something, but there's five members of the band and that's and that comes up at least once, I think. And I, I know I enjoy, I enjoy that joke. But like I thought it was for one, it's like a different perspective. But it's also I guess it's from an era that I, you know, am familiar with and grew up with. But you know, I'm not a girl or wasn't a girl growing up in Toronto in the early two thousands when thirteen years old or whatever. But I think it's not just that about it. You know, it's like pushing away from parents while they're trying to kind of pull you back. Mm. It's about being a teenager and, like, working through all these problems. It's about, like, friendships, you know what I mean? Like, she's got these this core group of friends and, like, they're all, like, amazing and they all, like, really like each other and, like, they've got each other's back and, like, all they want to do is go to this concert, you know what I mean? So it's pretty... Like it's it's sort of high stakes because she turns into a panda, but really, but <laughs> it's not really. Do you know what I mean? It's not like uh, I don't know. The moon is going to crash into the earth, for example, the movie Moonfall, which, which is, I which I saw this year. But I think that's good because, like, you know, it, it feels. I don't know. There's something about it that I think is very kind of relatable and accessible, you know. And I watched it with our son who's six and he loved it as well. And like, sure, a lot of it was that you know people are turning into big red pandas, but. It's, you know, it's, it's, I don't think that's just the only thing that he liked about it because did it's like a Did you talk to him about periods? Yeah, we did actually. Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. He, he's got an idea about that. Yeah. What did well, we you have, say? We have talked, I'm um, like, you know, it's like I said, like a it's a metaphor, explain what a metaphor is. And you know, he, yeah, you've talked about it with him before as well. So it's not like, it's not completely foreign to him. As we've talked about, it's like a series of little conversations, not like a big conversation, you know. That you, you do once. you do one and done, yeah. unfortunately. Uh, (laughs) no but I don't mind honestly it doesn't bother me and I think if you do it like regularly it's not a big deal you know what I mean and I'm sure we'll get more awkward but at this point he's like not really fussed by it you know I'm sure he'll be like stop when we're older (laughs) but do do you say there's a there's a window right where you can you can talk into this mm. where it's not weird yet for kids yeah absolutely and if you get in that window and it becomes normalized then, yeah, I'm sure it'll get awkward later on, but also you've opened that dialogue for them to keep talking about it yeah. so that when something shocking does happen, you've got a reference point for it. Exactly. Like we recently had a sad event happen, yeah. not directly to us but to um, the community. within the community. Yeah. And because we could, we had already opened the discussion about death beforehand, mm. when we came to talk about it with our son, we had a reference point. Mm. And he, I'm not saying that, it, you know, that that's the only conversation and then it went, you know, it's always going to be going really well having those discussions and not yeah. that you always get it right. But the fact that we'd already had that kind of conversation mm. meant that he had a reference point, we had a reference point and you weren't dealing with the shock of Just like what? one thing. Like you're not going back to the very beginning. Yeah, yeah, And exactly. that's not to say like we're not perfect. We often don't get it right. And it doesn't, like if you're not doing these things, you can start you know yeah, what I mean? exactly. there's no cutoff point yeah. there's no age where you <laughs> no. can like not have these conversations no you know? no exactly right yeah. anyway I just think I, I'd been told that by psychologist and it's one thing to be told that but then not really know if you're doing the right thing and mm. another thing to hear that you had that discussion with him about oh, I can't movie. wait to hear about all the things that um we got wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. Anyway, I'll let you get back yeah. to the red pages. So there's also been some concerns about, around certain groups that are like well this is like teaching young girls or showing them, like, depicting them, like, having crushes and, you know, and puberty and periods and being, like, and, like, rebelling against your parents in, like, very minor ways to get tickets to a, to a concert or whatever. So they actually whatever. talk about periods explicitly in the movie. Yeah, it, well, actually, yes. There is, like, wow. a scene where 
she first turns into a panda and her mum brings in like pads and the hot water bottle and all of these things. So, which really surprised me. But all of that I thought was great. And the thing is, well, when like as I, I saw, I saw a really good take on this. I, I wish I had it in front of me where it was these, these things that you want to wait to teach girls or kids when they're 18, they happen when they're children. So what do you like? These aren't things that happened exclusively to adults. Like if you don't know any of this stuff going into it, it's frightening. You could think you were dying. You know what I mean? Yes. And so I think that it's it's not strange to include these things. It's not like offensive. It's things that are that happen to people to children, and that's fine. And yeah. I think that that and, and that and I think that's another layer to this movie that I quite like. Anyways, I loved it. I thought it was really good yeah. and really funny and really like heartfelt. And I, I love like the friendship dynamics, and I like the lead girl in it, and it was and the, her mother and grandmothers as well who, who shows up. It was just really cool and different, like really different than a lot of like animated movies or Pixar movies that I'd seen before. Not just like aesthetically, though it does like yeah. borrow from a lot of other stuff, as I mentioned. But yeah, just seeing this kind of story, I really, I really in, enjoyed. Yeah, because like I look at you know that movie Onward, which to be fair I haven't seen. Yeah. It's the world of elves and dragons and. And, and and what which I'm sure is fine. Like I haven't actually seen. I've seen like 20 minutes of it, and I was like, yeah, this seems like a fine action adventure. And the brothers don't get along, and then they have an argument. But whatever. Like I don't really have an interest in that. And maybe I will. Maybe I'll see it, and mm-hmm. I'll be like blown away by it. But I know I, I don't know. There was something really compelling about this, and just this. Even the idea of just like it's 2002 and it's Toronto. It's like that's like so specific. And it's, <laughs> yeah. but it, that but that's because it. The director's experience, you know, or some of her experience, you know, with her yeah. mother and growing yeah. up and all those things. And I think as well some of the best content is always when it can be Fantastical Dragons but it's grounded in a, a note of familiarity yeah. and in a note of relatability to an experience that people go through. I mean it might be Red Pandas, right, Yeah, but that it – it's universal, which Absolutely, is why Frozen yeah. is in like this sparkly world of like magic frozen ice. But there are so many elements in Frozen that you can bring into your own life. Absolutely. And so, you know, that song Let It Go is in a magical ice castle, but really it's about all girls wanting yes. that feeling of letting go and being free and being able to be heard. Yeah. And it just makes me so happy to hear you have that conversation because you're absolutely right. For so long periods have been this really – kind of frightening idea when I was growing up. Anyway, I know the first thing I got told about periods was that you might you scream a lot. What? Yeah, I remember there was a little girl in my grade whose oldest sister got her period and she told everyone that her sister screamed and so every time you get your period you just like bleed and scream. <laughs> my God. <laughs> and so as a, you know, I mean, she's six-year-old. She's bloody wrong. Yeah, but that's what happens though when yeah. you shroud things in mystery, right? Yeah, because then you're like, what am I yeah, walking into? Yeah, and then you kind of wrap in it. They're all really hidden and, and put away in the closet and it's like so shameful to see any blood and see that part of womanhood that is absolutely you're right, happening to kids. Mm. And it's nothing shameful. It's just a part of life, right? Yeah. You know, and I think the more that, that that we can see movies like that, the more it normalises it for girls who are going to experience it, um, but also for boys as well and, mm. and for people on all ends of the gender spectrum, right, to yeah. know that it's something that happens to humans and that people that bleed every month it's nothing to be embarrassed about. It's something to be celebrated because it's part of our power. Yeah. And then the more knowledge that we have around periods, 
the more we can tap into our health as well. Mm. There's so much information that can be gained from understanding your period, particularly like one of my friends, Jamila, on the weekend, she's spoken about this before, that one of the, the signs for her that she was going to be diagnosed with a brain tumour was that her cycle was disrupted. Yeah. And for so many women, that's the case. But because often they take the pill or they don't understand their bodies and then no one's told them, it's not their fault, no one's told them yeah, about which it. which is also fine, like, you know, because people take it for a variety of reasons. The pill, that is, do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, I'm yeah. not saying you shouldn't take the pill. That's not what I'm saying. I just mm-hmm. mean that there's not a lot of education around no, it yeah. always and that that can mask symptoms mm. too. Um, or you can have really heavy periods and not understand what's going on and find it really difficult for that to be diagnosed. And women end up suffering with endometriosis and it's such a common disease and it goes so underdiagnosed and it's so important that, you know, everyone understands the way that cycles work so Mm. that we all function better. Right. Exactly. So anyway, that made me really happy. So thank you for sharing that. I anyway, can't wait to watch I feel like that. I threw – yeah, I, I wanted – I actually was hoping that we, we wouldn't have time, that like it was – you could have watched it before, but it's not – wouldn't have worked like before, so we could have talked about it. But yeah, if you want to watch it and – because he'd definitely watch it again. I definitely want to watch, watch it with him because I'd love yeah. to see his perspective on that too. Yeah. All also, right. I shouldn't have thrown the movie Onward Under the Bus. It's also about loss and grief and parenthood and, and family. Like I, I feel like I just threw that movie unnecessarily under the bus, which by all accounts is is a pretty solid movie. You don't like to laugh. Well, you haven't seen. I haven't. I've seen like twenty minutes, but I, I was so like, I didn't it's really fine. like Whatever. it, so I yeah. haven't watched it. Yeah. <laughs> you were just not really into the start of it. I just want to, my favorite animated movie of all time is the one where Will Smith is a spy, and then Tom Holland turns him into a pigeon. Oh, Have you seen the trailer yeah, for that? I don't understand that movie. <laughs> I don't get it. I haven't seen it. All right, okay. Anyway, go my on. turn. It's okay. a metaphor for puberty. Okay. You turn into a pigeon. I don't know. Sorry, go on. All right. Ah, I'm a pigeon. No, no, they make more like a wobbly sound. All right. Okay. So on to what I wanted to recommend. So, unsurprisingly, a couple of the artists that I saw oh, over the weekend, we I'm going to talk about them individually in different episodes because they all deserve their own podcast. But I did want to talk about one in particular who actually has her own podcast. Her name is Ooh. Eliza Hull. Now, Eliza Hull is a musician. Um, She's a writer, a journalist, and a disability advocate, and she's a contributor to Growing Up Disabled in Australia. Her podcast series on parenting with a disability, We've Got This, was one of Radio National and ABC Life's most successful series of all time. It's just glorious Mm. and really goes to the heart of what it means to be a parent and also be coping with a disability. Yeah. Um, her music as well has she's been got a described. Just yeah, she's absolutely around, incredible. Yeah. Her music has been described as stirring, captivating, heartfelt. I think it reminds me very much of Kate Bush. Okay, cool. She performed her, one of her new songs that's going to be coming out this year, and it was just stunning. She was there performing with um, a guy playing electric guitar, and she just sort of just whipped everyone into this kind of spell. It was just so beautiful. Her songs have also been featured on ABC Kids TV shows and then something changed. Uh-huh. On the ABC, there's a show called The Heights as well. And also she's going I to America. Heights is a good show, isn't yeah, it is a good show. Saying, yeah. yeah. American TV shows Awkward, Teen Wolf and Saving Hope. She's in those shows. No, her music's been played oh, in really? those shows. Cool. Yeah. So she's regularly played on the radio as well here. And she recently performed her new song Running Underwater on ABC's QA. He's performing at SXSW in Austin, Texas in March to showcase and present a panel on accessibility. So Eliza is a proud disabled woman with a physical condition called Charcot Marie Tooth. 
Recently, Eliza was awarded the Music Victoria Amplify Award, the APRA Mentorship for Women in Music and the National Leadership Award from the Australia Council and Arts Access Australia. Really in short, she's just an incredible, incredible human being with an incredibly beautiful voice. She's on Spotify. So if you want to go and check out one of her songs, I would really recommend Running Underwater, Here They Come, and also a beautiful song called Echoes. And I just... I just fell in love with her sound and also her advocacy and I think um, she's just a really impressive human and she's just changing the way I think that people view disabilities, right? Yeah, and absolutely. And I think the yeah. more artists that we can have in our lives, our artists, just writers. doing incredible things. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The better, right? We just need more representation mm. from people with disabilities in all sectors, I yeah. think. They have you were saying so, before so the show to that... Offer. You wish there was less representation. <laughs> so this is weird because you're saying this isn't the, to the contrary of what you were. Can you be serious for once? I don't know. Second. I just I don't know about this change in tone. Is all all I'm right. Anyway, so that's Eliza <laughs> Bloody Hull, and she's really wonderful. Also, she did you get a, to meet her? Um, I did see her at breakfast and at the drinks, and I was too scared to go. Oh, actually, no, I did briefly. I just said she was wonderful. Nice. <laughs> I walked past her and just went, you're really great. I love you, Missy. It was so good. And then I just kind of like lo- like love bombed her. And she didn't and hear away. No, she heard me. She said, thank you. And I'm sure she was thinking, God, who's this mad woman who's just scurried past her? Anyway, I follow her on Instagram now, and she did reply to my message when I shared about her. So that was cool. Nice. So basically we're besties now. Nah, that's not what that is. <laughs> you're, you're, uh, you yeah. basically. This is what what's this called? There's a word for it. Fanbilling. Parasocial relationship is the word for it. Oh no. I'll parasocial (laughs) relationship her. She's awesome. I don't know. Yeah, that's the point. You shouldn't I don't understand. Are you calling no. me a parasite? That, well, that's essentially what it is. Feelings are I'm like, like a I don't, I don't actually think this is what it is. But, stuff from one of the. But you know when somebody have you but, seen that Adam Adam video? Yeah, yeah, no, it's not. It's not that. It's more. Squawk, squawk, squawk. It's like when somebody, you know, like as like it happens to be somebody like famous or whatever, and they they form this relationship, which is obviously one sided. Kind of like our one. No, no, this is the difference between liking someone and respecting their work. That's not what this is. I'm just explaining. All right. Okay. Thank you very much. Anyway, your turn. Because otherwise, you can't like anything. You know what I mean? If you're just like, oh, this is parasocial. I don't know if I like. If I watch. All right. Stop banging about it. It's making me feel depressed. Go on with your second recommendation. We're running out of time. This show is called Severance. Created by Dan Erickson, directed by Ben Stiller and Aoife McArdle, right? Stars uh-huh. Adam Scott, Zach Cherry, Britt Lower, John Turturro, Patricia Arquette. Here's the synopsis. Here he Allow goes. me to lay it down James, for you. It's, present, it's pronounced synopsis. Disagree. Mark leads a team of office workers whose memories have been surgically divided between their work and their personal lives. When a mysterious colleague appears outside of work, it begins a journey to discover the truth about their jobs. So basically, you know, Adam Scott, he's from Parks and Rec and various other things. Mm-hmm. He's in one of the Star Trek movies. Mm-hmm. Which one? Who's to say? But, uh, and only briefly. But so basically. I'm in space. That one. Yes, that one. You've seen it. There's a lot of different creatures. That one. That's the one. Yeah. They're all that. on a ship. All that of them? one. They wouldn't Most all be on the ship. They're always in that big room with all the buttons. And someone's always like, we're going to the Star-Lord Enterprise. And someone else goes, oh, no, we're being attacked by a giant alien blob. Sir, what can we do? Beam him up, Scotto. What's yes? happening? It's a good question. Star Trek. No, it's, not in, it's not completely incorrect. What have you seen? Because, like, you got a lot of stuff right there or, like, vaguely in the 
in like the vicinity <laughs> of correct. Like you said, I some... have a weird haircut. It's black with a little bob. It looks a little bit like the haircut that's a pencil from Fleabag. You're talking about Spock. That's who I am. I know because you have seen the nine, the two thousand nine reboot. And I'm I think... wearing a suit without a collar. That's true. And have you seen some of the two thousand and nine? You saw the new Discovery. I've seen, I don't know. They all blend into one. That's I like the stuff. Star Trek movies. Which ones? I don't know. I saw one of them <laughs> with the guy with the blue eyes who's kind of good looking. Chris Pine? Yes. Yeah. That I like that 2009 reboot. Yeah, a lot of people I don't like those. it. I like it too. But then, yeah. to be fair, I hadn't really seen much else. I've seen some footage of other Some ones. people don't believe the 2009 reboot is real Star Trek. All right. Nobody cares. Moving on. So anyway, uh, basically how this office works. So Adam Scott, right? When he, so like in his, when his regular life outside of work, that's all he remembers. So then when he gets on an elevator, goes underground into the office he works in, his personality switches, he's like he's a different person. Uh-huh. He has no memory of being outside of work uh-huh. uh, if he's inside of work and his outside version of him has no memory of being inside. It's to protect company secrets. So basically at, as you go into work, all you remember is going down in the elevator, you don't even black out, it feels like no time has passed and then you are out of the and then you're out of the elevator like leaving at five o'clock. Mm-hmm. But that means inside the office where there are no windows, you never leave. So you feel like so you leave at the end of the day uh-huh. and then you kind of like there's a split second of time and then it's the next morning and you're back at work. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. So you're never not there. Does that make does this make any sense to you at all? It feels like our life at Yes, the exactly. <laughs> it's like it's a metaphor for Capitalism or whatever, I don't know. This but it, is everything you talk about all of the time. Yes. Anyway, so they're they're in this like very stark office environment. Again, no windows. The perks are like ludicrous. It's like, oh, it's new post-it notes. Oh, look, you get a cake because it's the end of the week or whatever. You know what I mean? All that shit. All that shit I fucking hate about work, that forced camaraderie. What's wrong with the cake? That, that's fine. but I would say that it's not forced camaraderie. I mean, some of it is. But a lot of it, because you're in the trenches together, you actually form friendships. Yeah, sometimes it is. It depends on the workplace or whatever. It's I like, like that, that. Most of the schools that I've been in, like, have been really great with that kind of stuff. Exactly. But you know what I mean? I, I, I don't know. It's like there's something about, like, that kind of environment with the, like, the fluorescent lighting. Oh, it's awful. I can't watch it. Singing happy birthday and whatever. No, I tried to watch it and made mm. my soul die. Yeah. Anyway, so he's trying to figure out what's going on because he meets a person who from from the um, who he worked with on the inside, but on the outside, whose memories have merged. So they've merged their personalities back together. So he remembers everything, right? Mm. Uh, and, and it's not really kind of clear at this point because it, it we're still there's still only six episodes in. Like, what has happened? How is this happening? Mm-hmm. And. So, but he doesn't remember him on the outside. So anybody you have a relationship on the inside of work, you don't know outside and mm-hmm. vice versa. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's complete, it's, it's severed, if you will. It's completely uh, separate. Yes, we've all understood that. You've said I know, that a lot. I know, but I just feel like I need to drive the point You've home. really said it. You've said it a so lot. So it's like Everyone a never ending it. nightmare. Everyone gets it. Hurry up and get on and with the whole And it's confusing because you're trying to piece to- things together. Because it's severed. Because it's, it's severed. Because nobody knows. But you the can't world really of that communicate world. with the other version of you, and also the other version of you could be completely different. Could have a completely different set of person, like personality. Could have no regard for you as a human being, which I guess they wouldn't because they don't care that you go to work every day and you're trapped in do the office. Do they not know you go? To they work? know that you do because you sign the contract before you go in. But then you wake up in the office and then you're there for what is essentially the rest of your life. So you're basically born into this world. 
as an adult. And then do you keep going home though? Yeah, you go home, but you don't remember going home. Oh, so you're just always you le- there. You said you got it. You didn't get it at all. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's really cool. Cool. It sounds good. One observation can I make? Sure. Just from me walking past it on the screen whoosh, as I was walking to the, whoosh, yep. to the kitchen. Kitchen. The woman is very good looking. Everyone else, not so. It's true. And all the rest Adam of Adam Scott is not men. good looking? No, I mean, you know, he's okay looking. I'm just saying that the woman is very good looking, I think, from okay. memory. Okay. And everyone else is like fairly average, which is what happens all the time in shows often. I should also point out that she's also very good in the show. Yes, I know. I'm not saying she's not good. That's Patricia not the Arquette point. is in it. Would you say, what do you think of Patricia Arquette? Which one is she? She's, she was in Medium or one of those shows where they used. Mind powers to solve cases. Yeah, but the but main she, characters, though, right? No, she is a main character. Patricia Arquette is. But are there? Is there more She's than the one boss. woman main character? Is there more? Yeah, than Patricia. One? No, well, in the office, there's four of them, the lead, and there's one woman. Yes. Yes, correct. That's what I'm talking about. And if you look at it, it's a real pattern in TV shows where, like, even if all the men are Patricia terribly Arquette. old. Oh, yes, I love her. She's great. If in when all the women, like, if there's a group. Usually there's a woman. I know groups. Everyone else can be of all different shapes and sizes. That's true. And the woman tends to look very attractive So do regardless. you think everybody should be a big uggo is what you're saying? And I'm with you. No, and I, I actually think everyone can be attractive at all different shapes and sizes. All I'm saying is it takes a lot of work for a woman to look like that and a lot of the dudes just don't have to put so much work in. I mean, Adam Scott is 50 and he's looking incredible. Maybe it's just jeans. But I think. All right. Okay. Good on you, Adam Scott. All I'm saying is it's a trope. It's a thing. Yeah, no, I agree. It is. And it annoys me a lot. Yeah. Because I think it's typecasting. Actually, I know it's typecasting, which means there's a hell of a lot of really interesting, talented women who are not necessarily getting roles. Yeah, and that's, yep. Over Because they don't fit a particular typecast. Mm. Anywho. Rent done. You were going to watch Severance, I should just point out, but then I was like an episode ahead and you're like, ah, forget it. No. Well, I've been a little bit like meh with television recently. "Ah, I'm in a TV slump except for Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. That's true. Actually, even that has not got me super hooked. I'm not even, I'm not really in a TV thing at the moment. I'm more in like a book, podcasty, music. Wow. I don't even read books, Claire. I only watch television exclusively. Yeah, it shows. I'm the opposite of one of of those people who loves books. And I'm like, you haven't even watched Byron Bay's on Netflix? The reality television show set in Byron Bay? I know, which is. Flooding and all the things, but I bet it doesn't look like that in the TV show. No, it just looks like a bunch of weird people who heal themselves with crystals and Living running around being Ef- assholes. Efron's around there somewhere too. He's around there, isn't he? Okay. Can- Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Can I talk about my last thing? Ever? My last thing is... 
Very self-serving. Tons is coming out. Oh, my God. I thought this was going to be good news. <laughs> Just kidding. This is great news, Claire. Thanks, mate. Let me do my thing. Sorry. I'll put down over there. I'm but just so excited. Thank you, mate. Are you really? I can never tell with you. Sometimes <laughs> like, when you get really excited, I think you're being sarcastic and I get... This <laughs> is my excited voice. <laughs> oh, that was really... No, 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 no. He's eating his microphone. He's so excited. <laughs> yeah, so the second season of Taunts is dropping on the 21st of March, which is the next Monday. Oh, my goodness. I'm dropping a trailer this week as well. And the wonderful Maisie has been building uh, the Taunts pod Instagram handle. So if you want to know all the news about Taunts podcast, you need to go over to Taunts pod. So at Tons Pod, T-O-N-T-S. Do I follow um, Tons Pod? Let's find let's out. Let's find out. Probably not. And, yeah, so that trailer's coming yes, out. I It'll do. be over there. And Tons Pod will have some little videos and just, like, things that are coming out and also little quizzes and stuff. At time of recording, you've got one post. What are you doing here? Come on. Yeah, I know. Exactly. Maisie's building it up. It's starting this Oh, week. I thought you meant it was like, uh, so this is Maisie's fault. Let me just quickly text Oh, you're so <laughs> annoying. No, we're just starting this week. <laughs> That's um, awesome. And Suggestible Pod actually on Instagram has also been ramping up if people haven't noticed. And she's doing lots of quizzes and stuff on there, which is really great. And I'll be doing a lot of that also on my social media too, Claire Tonti. I love on Instagram. Claire Tonti. Cool. Uh, So the first episode is with the wonderful Joanna Bennett, otherwise known as Tatterhood. And I've spoken about her, one of, oh, it's her second book, Tiny Lungs, on the Ah. podcast before. And she was just as warm and funny and heartfelt. And this conversation was very messy and teary and we talked about miscarriage and parenting in a pandemic and she had a daughter at a very similar time to me during the pandemic. So we talked about what it was like in Britain having a baby over there and then what it was like having a baby over here during that time and just grief as well and just a mix of things and it's just glorious. We talked about her first book, but also about These Are My Delicious Sandwiches, which Mm. is her second one. And I shared uh, a poem on my Instagram, but I thought I would write uh, share this with you now. Let's do it. Um, It's uh, some poetry, James. Strap on in, mate. Oh, Um, judge So this this is called Glass Ceilings, and she wrote it about her daughter. And I love it so much because it's so much about our daughter too and a lot of daughters, I think. But metaphorically, right? Correct. It's not literally about our daughter. I hope not. Okay. Glass Ceilings. My daughter wants to eat wires and scale the chairs to precipitous heights. My daughter likes to chew the spikes of wood on the table edge and reach for the fence with the sharpest point. She wants to traverse the lands that shout, not now, not yet, and pays no heed to, you shall not pass. There is no time for restricted areas, for stop, halt, for who goes there. My daughter wants to eat wires and, frankly, who am I to say no? I mean, as a parent, if your kid's <laughs> going to eat a live wire, you should say no. But absolutely, I, I see what, yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. Yeah, thank because you, man. I, like, our, our daughter's very kind of like go Adventurous and, and busy. And, She's like, just so busy. Grabbing stuff and eating stuff and like running around and like, you know, doing. <laughs> she tried getting, to jump into the creek today when yeah, we went to the park. Getting, getting up to all sorts of stuff. She is. But I love that. Like I, that's one of the things I love about her. Like, you know what I mean? I, I, I only kind of tell her to stop if I'm like, no, you're going to hurt. You're going to fall like 40 feet. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah. she just like, we went to a dance class for the first time today and she was just, she everyone else was kind of clinging to their mums and she was just doing laps. 
and chasing yeah, yeah. and running after the dance teacher and like grabbing everything in the classroom and not in a naughty way, just in a joyful way yeah, and just like smiling at everybody and grinning and then just pretending to be a turtle. It was great. Yeah. She's a legend. Anyway, um, so Joanna Bennett, I cannot wait to share this first episode with you. There's going to be lots of big feeling, big conversations, lots of emotion, but lots of talk, I think, about womanhood, mm. about climate change. I talk with activists as well. Yeah, right. um, I'm going to be talking with Sarah Wilson, who's a climate activist, yeah, yeah. as well as the Instagram account Soulful Seeds. And Zara from there is amazing at what she does. She's on TikTok as well. And she does a lot of climate news and research while also dancing. And she's just this incredible human. So Lots of exciting conversations to come in this season, and um, you've also got some yes. other ones lined up because you're still uh, you've got other guests like coming up as well, which you like. You've yeah, I some, do. But it's not complete as of yet. No, correct, exactly. So if you'd like to listen, you can go over and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. We're going to be dropping a trailer into this feed, mm-hmm. and also the correct. Weekly Planet feed as well next yes. week. Yes. So, yeah. Yep. Exactly, and it's also available on Big Sandwich too if you want to have a little listen and you're a Big Sandwich subscriber and you can get it at free. I am a Big Sandwich subscriber. Well, there you go. Is that up there now or is that one that won't be up yet? No, it will. It will be up. I'm going to drop it maybe a day early on Big Sandwich, and then it will go live. That's like what we do with Weekly Planet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's going to be over there. And as always, the wonderful Rob Collins is editing. How does he do it? How does he do all the things that he does? I don't know. It's very bamboozling. I agree. And he edited this podcast. Claire, did you know, like, that's the thing about podcasts. They don't just review themselves. In fact, there's a process that anybody listening to this could actually take part in. I see. For example... Do you open the app of choice that you're listening this to, to this in? Except if it's a big sandwich, you can't do it there. But maybe you could just open it regardless, you know what I mean, if you really, really wanted to. Just like Ashman01 who says, love the podcast, ah, five stars, Ooh. but I like you better as a friend. I just want to say <laughs> I respect your boundaries because that is your prerogative. You don't have to date anybody. You know, people think that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to logic and reason you into a relationship. This is why we should be together. Don't do that. And if somebody's doing that to you, just be like, nah, get fucked. I don't have to date anybody. I don't have to be in any of this situation. Anyway, my point is, Ash, man. We like you. respect that. We respect uh, you. You broke my heart. You break my heart. Don't go breaking my heart. Uh, anyway, we better wrap this up because our, our daughter is um is uh, making noise. Yeah. Yes. Well, just in case you wanted to contact the show, you can do so at suggestiblepod at gmail.com. Just like Nikki has. Hi, James and Claire. I've been listening to the podcast for a long time now. And once I finally finished university and got a job, I decided to give Big Sandwich a try a few Whoa. months ago. And I wish I'd done it sooner. Me too. You can do that by subscribing at bigsandwich.co. Super worth it. I reckon you should if you want. No pressure. No pressure. Anywho, it's nine dollars a month, and you get um, ad-free podcasts and early videos, movie commentaries, all sorts of many things. Yeah, correct. Exactly. I've got two suggestions for you, says Nikki. One game and one show. The first is a recent game called A Musical Story, a fun but challenging rhythm game set in the seventies with incredible art and even better music. Following a young musician, clearly inspired by Jimi Hendrix, who is trying to make it to the Pinewood Festival with his band. I'm not sure how familiar you are with rhythm games, but this one mixes things up a bit as it removes the standard timing indicator present in most games, which gives you a visual indicator of when to press each button. Instead, opt in to play the piece of music and show you the button presses for you to repeat. 
really forcing you to listen and understand the rhythm yourself. I've never played a game like that man, before. Man, this is, I'm just looking at this, this is like, like this aesthetic as well. I'm like, oh man, this is my jam. Yeah, it sounds really cool. Yeah. That sounds like a really fun thing maybe to do with kids as well. Yes. So this does make it harder, a harder experience compared to most rhythm games. But when you get it wrong, it just makes you listen to the bar of music again, which is hardly a punishment given how great all the songs are. Ah. Oh, bloody love this. Nikki, you're smashing it. And my other recommendation is a Korean TV show called DP that came out in 2021. It follows Ahn Jun-ho as he starts his compulsory two-year military service in Korea that all men have to do at some point in their 20s. Not long after joining, he ends up becoming part of the division tasked with tracking down deserters. And this is where the story really shines as you get to see how the military environment, combined with Korea's quite strict etiquette when it comes to people older than you, leads to a system of bullying and abuse that causes people to desert. Each of the deserters the show focuses on are pretty unique and have varied and interesting reasons for leaving, and the dynamic between Jun-ho and his partner Han-ho-yeol is a great use of the funny man-straight man pairing. The show does deal with some pretty heavy themes, particularly that of abuse and suicide. So it's not the easiest thing to watch, but I definitely think it was one of the best TV shows I've watched from last year. Wow. Uh, that's and also, I mean, Claire won't watch it because she's only reading books at the moment. But yeah, that's what's that on? Um, what's it called? It does. It's called DP. It's a Korean TV show, and it doesn't say where it's on. I will I find wonder. it um, on Netflix. Oh well, yes, that's always Sick. good, isn't it? Because it's super easy. That sounds great. Thanks for making the midweek work days a little bit easier with this podcast to listen to. Thanks, Nikki. What a legend! Wow, thank you, Nikki. That's. Those- Awesome suggestions and awesome good times. Comp- oh, here's a review. Complex and cathartic. The show succeeds precisely because it is the voice of a new generation. I'm all about that. Is that a review of our it's show? It's a real review. Of our show? No, 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 no. <laughs> of this show. Oh, good. I was going to say. I fucking hate I don't hate think our... anyone's going to be reviewing I hate people like, kids kind of... these days, they don't even, they're, not even, they're not even strong. And we used to run in the woods and poke each other's eyes out with sticks and I fucking... Older generation, like we used to be tough. No, you're not. You got oh. handed a bunch of shit. Kids are awesome, man. Oh. Is what I'm saying. I think everyone has been dealt different cards, James. No matter what their generation. I know, but like the idea of like, oh, kids don't even whatever. Kids are great, and like, they are. I would 100 percent agree with that. And not just I'm not talking like like little kids. I'm talking like people like younger than us in general, John. I mean, I love the way they're pushing back on so much, so much of the bullshit. Yeah, which is kind of just. Which now just permeates literally everything. I mean, in terms of the structures of society, you know what I mean, and, and gender norms, and like workplace environments, and you know what I mean, and all of these things that just really need to be absolutely fucking shattered. Anyway, I really enjoy that. Correct, I totally agree. Look, I saw this most incredible young woman interviewed on seven thirty last. Oh, not t- all old people as well. I should bloody say no. This is true, and I'm just trying to find the story. Because and it's all young people. A bunch of them probably suck as well, I'm sure. Right. Hang on, Collings. Let me just find. Do you want me to do anything while you're looking for that? Hold on. Hang on. Second. I'll just make a phone call. All right. Here he goes. Beep, boop, boop, beep, 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 Sorry, Collings. Hello? Yes. No, I'm just calling you to pretend that I'm having a phone conversation to buy Claire some time while she's looking for something. Just trying to look. What's she looking for? I actually don't know, but I, it better be worth it because she's holding up the entire show and me. And it's important that I go inside because I want to have an ice cream after this. And what Claire's currently doing now, she's stopping me from getting an ice cream. The show should be over by now. I should already be eating that ice cream. All right, okay. Oh, sorry, I have to go. What's that? I love you too. All right. (laughs) Bye. Go on. 
All right. I saw this incredible young woman called Anjali Sharma interviewed on the 7.30 report tonight, which is a current affairs show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and she was talking about how important it is for Australia to move to renewable energies and she's been fighting a court case against our environment minister, Susan Lay. Good. Or Lee. And unfortunately, they lost the court case today, which is just heartbreaking. And I was watching this young woman. She would have been... Oh, she looked, I would say, maybe 16, like really young. And she was so articulate and so enthusiastic and just so heartbroken. You could see in her face because she felt the weight and responsibility of trying to fight this ginormous fight yeah. up against people that just don't care. Billions of dollars. Don't Billions of dollars. Fuck, and yeah. they're still trying to open more coal mines in Australia. Scott Morrison just came out today to say that he was very happy to keep coal going as long as he possibly could. And it's, it's just devastating on so many levels. Anyway, the young people, that was the point you were saying. I'm going to say something terrible as soon as we stop the podcast, Claire, because uh, yeah, I say will. it on here, we're going to get the Australian Federal Police coming to our house. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Who knows, James? Anyway, we better stop the podcast before he explodes. He's like banging on the top of his drink. He's going to explode. I want to... That's a, no, <laughs> no, don't, no. Don't, don't Collins, take that out. <laughs> Go. Just bleep that. Also, just on a quick side note, this is a tangent... Did you see? Yeah, I yeah. saw the logo. Do you want to explain the logo? Oh, my God. All right. So just recently the Australian government has, like, organised a women's network yeah. um, group and they found a – and I'll, I want to get this exactly right. So hold on. Let me bring it up. So <laughs> it's so ridiculous. It's called the Women's Network and they've created this logo for it that's kind of a curly W with a weird phallic – kind of symbol next to it, it really looks like a cock and ball. It's a dick. It's Like I don't know how you could look at that and not be like, that's a dick, which makes me also think like, was it intentional? Yeah, exactly. And if it wasn't intentional, either way, it's terrible. If it wasn't intentional, that's the level of incompetence we're dealing with. And our government have a massive women problem in inverted commas as it is. So... You would think that they were trying everything in their power to be, you know, diplomatic and sensitive. Instead, they're going the complete opposite. It's utterly, it's purple too. It looks like an eggplant. It looks like the eggplant emoji. It's the eggplant emoji, which is also famously a dick. Exactly. And it kind of is curly, a little bit like pubes as well. Yeah, yeah, it's a pube. It's just so mind-blowing. And the internet has just exploded about it because they, they took that's it down, the problem. They, they stopped it. They, um, yeah, but it's been up there it. for a while. No, I know. I just think it's like, wow. Like, you're right. Either way, like you did it on purpose, which is insane. Atrocious. Um, or you didn't see it, which is also Atrocious. <laughs> yeah, because it shows just a complete I guess lack. at least it's not pink. Do you know what I mean? They didn't go, women, yeah. have, women, women like pink. Girls like pink. No, so instead they said, I know what women like, a giant purple cock and balls. Fuck yeah. Great. Chicks love a giant purple cock and balls. Jesus. Anyways, let's get out of here. (laughs) Yeah, let's get out of here. Before I say something else that Collings has to bleep. (laughs) All right. Thank you as always to Collings for editing this week's show. We have been Suggestible Podcast. Big love to you and yours. Stay safe out there. Yes. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. Anyway, (laughs) bye. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 